Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. You're listening to Thriller the Chase. You most certainly are. It's nice to have your company Monday night. Big thanks to Campbell Brown and Cam Luke. John Donahoe's my name, and it's a pleasure to be with you on this public holiday Monday. We don't stop here at SEN Track. We keep you entertained. 0499 736 736 if you want to weigh in over the next hour. I'll be joined by Mitch Bayer as well, who's going to hit us up with a few winners. We've got Ballarat. We've got Cranburn as well, and plenty, plenty more. We are here, of course, for the Watchdog app, don't forget to download it. Open a Black Book account. Never miss your favourite Greyhounds racing again. And that number, once again, 0499 736 736. Send through your tips. Send through anything you like. Another big day from Campbell Brown and Cam Luke on Trackside. Plenty of winners. And if you are switching on and want to know the footy score, well, it's been a tight battle all day. The Pies got out to a good lead, but... The D's, as all good teams do, have reeled them back in. 7-5-47 to 6-10-46. So we're back to just about square at the moment. That game in the third quarter with about eight minutes to go. I'll keep you up to date with the score in that one as well. Let's welcome in now, though, Mitch Bayer, as we do every Monday. Hello, Mitchie babes. G'day, Donners. How are we? Going very nicely, mate. Uh, how did you go now on Thursday night last week? Because I remember... Uh, leaving as as Miles was potting me for uh, for dark yep. clouding uh, one of his horses on Wednesday. How'd you end up last Thursday? Yeah, I gave him an absolute hiding. Good man, mate. Good uh, man. 100, 120 units uh, post to sixty, and then about thirty nine. So uh, I said to Tags as he walked out the door that I was going to really give my hiding on Thursday night, and they better have come prepared. And yeah, found winners left, right, and centers. And I think. Uh, quite a few of the listeners had very, very full pockets. You said the same to you said the same to me on air on Thursday. You said if anyone tries to come near me tonight, they're not going to get anywhere near you. So you were happy in the end, must be said. I was very happy. I um, yeah, the the multi I gave that four leg multi, one leg went down, which was that dog to place, and the other two ended up getting up on the in or in the uh, lids fly show. So um, yeah, best bets of the night got up. We had, a, we had a really good night. It was, yeah, very entertaining. And uh, just one little story. One of the listeners said uh, that they started the night with 100 bucks and turned it into 4890 So oh. uh, a massive fill-up for one of the listeners there, which is what it's all about. Well, I wish I wish that person was me, but it certainly wasn't, Mitchie. I, uh, I didn't have a flutter uh, over the weekend or uh, last week, as I, uh, as I told you about. But, yeah, unfortunately, the good thing is, and we always like it when – the pockets are filled of the listeners because that's why we do it here, isn't it? That's exactly why we do it. Yeah. We um, inform them and, and tell them which way to go, which way to play. And we don't obviously no. um, tell them how much to put on, no. but we, we give pushes to in certain directions of which way and how hard we suggest to go, whether to stay out or have a play. And 
um, yeah, try and give a bit of an insight into the dogs themselves and um, and into the racing and the race patterns of how we think it's going to play out. So uh, we're not always going to get it right. And no. They understand, well, most of the time they understand that, that we're, we're human. We're not robots and we can't <laughs> predict the winner of every race. But, um, yeah, we've got a pretty – actually, not pretty. We've got a really good crew that uh, listen in and support us and uh, give feedback, which is fantastic. Loyal listeners. Now, before I ask you an all-important question, which will set the tone for the night, we've got a big show coming up. Uh, we've got Ibrahim Karma going to join us to chat about his Greyhound Matsuyami winning on Saturday night. It was a first city win as a trainer. So we're going to talk to Ibrahim a bit later. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, that's, his, that's exactly right. He said he's – um, only had the dog for say four months from Perth, uh, Matsumi, and yeah, it goes really good. It's his first win or city winner. He was obviously interviewed about four weeks ago uh, for his first winner as a trainer, but yeah, a, a city wins one that he'll remember for a long time, and I know he's pretty pumped about mm. it. So I spoke to him earlier in the day, and yeah, he was absolutely stoked. All right, let's set the tone for the evening now, Mitch. Ballarat, race six. Let's get it off to a, to the best possible start, fill some more pockets, and then I reckon from there, because when you hit your first, you generally just snowball from there. So I reckon you've got one for us in the sixth at Ballarat. I'm hoping I'm hoping I can find the winner in this race. It's a uh, it's a pretty difficult race. It's not the there's not the greatest form references, but I think the winner will come from uh, box three or five. And I'm pretty keen on Fab 9 here. I think this dog has got a lot of ability. Hopefully, it can just step clean enough to stay with him early. And it should be too strong late. But, yeah, I think the uh, five Fab 9 just to beat the three. All right. 0499 736 736. Send through your tips. Daniel said, hey, John and Mitch Magic, I like the one at Ballarat. What can you tell us about the one nothing lasts? Um, yeah, the dog goes okay. It's uh not a world beater. Its last run was okay at Geelong. The the problem I've got with it, I know it's um it's one nine out of its fifty three in its career, but it doesn't have a really good turn of foot. It's just a bit of a, a one pacer. So um I think that it can be crossed easily by boxes three or five. So I, I just thought it's a bit too skinny to take. It's got a good PB twenty five forty five, but at the three dollar sixty quote, I'm not keen to play there. All right, so you're with the three, is that right? The five. five? The five. Sorry, the five. Yep. All right, let's head there now. Mitchie Babes has got. Plenty of value in this one. More from Mitchell Bayer on the other side of Ballarat. Race Nothing six. Last. 10 out to 13, right back into eight. Number six, Yazid Bale. 7.50, Solar Tiny. All in. Set to go. Green lights on there. They're ready. Race six. Racing. And Gypsy Cinnamon flew out to lead early. Nothing last going up on the rail, trying to go with it. And wider out, uniquely minors. Nothing last is going to burn through on the inside rail. Gypsy Cinnamon goes around, though, to take the lead off it. Solar Tiny, uniquely mine. Nothing last has dropped back. Then Frothy's Friday, Annie, my mate, Yazid Bale, Fab 9. Nothing's last has broken down, but Gypsy Cinnamon turned in front. Solar Tiny trying to get it, but Gypsy Cinnamon will beat Solar Tiny. Third is uniquely mine, followed by Annie, my mate. All right, then we'll, we'll Friday, talk about a rough house. Race. Yeah, we'll we'll throw that one in the bin, Mitch. We won't count that one because I reckon there was a bit of roughhousing going on in that, but uh, hopefully we'll find one next time. But the winner there is number two, Gypsy Cinnamon, $2.60 from Solar Tiny. Number three, which Mitch did mention, uh, $2.50 for the place. And number seven, Uniquely Mine, $3.70 or $5.30 on the top tote as well. Dees have kicked a couple of goals in the footy, eight five fifty three to 7.10.52, so Collingwood and Melbourne just uh, waxing lyrical in the goals at the moment in Nathan Buckley's final game. What else have you got for us, Mitchie? Um, obviously, we've, been, we've had a really, really good weekend of racing. We've had the Winter Cup 
final at Cranbourne, which was fantastic. We also had racing from the Meadows, Sandown on Sunday as usual. And um, we were also blessed with these Pink Diamond preliminaries, which I uh, tell you what, there's some absolute corker races uh, finals actually on the Friday at Bendigo, which is probably one of the best cards of racing that you'll probably see in a long, long time. So uh, a cracking uh, weekend of racing. We'll touch on Cranbourne to start. Yep. Uh, a greyhound by the name of Mapunga Reject uh, took out the Crowny Winter Cup for 2021. And I tell you what, did it in fine style. Ping straight to the front of box two. I thought it was going to struggle to cross because the red was really good last week in the heats, but no, it won really well, Mapunga Reject. Mm. And it's a it's a very good greyhound. It's a greyhound that usually does its best work off the inside box. And um, last week it was disappointing. It had box one and couldn't, it, it let him up and just got pressured out of it. But I tell you, when it was out in front this week, yeah, it won by three and three quarter lengths and won in 30.05. And the $20,000 to the winner, uh, prize our uh, first check uh, was very good and this dog's yeah got a lot of ability I, I'm pretty keen to see where they go with it now but yeah it's a dog that when it draws one or two you get on let's have a listen to Mapunga reject winning at Cranbourne on Saturday all right the green light is on race eight for the trio's winter cup final set to go they're ready Racing. Immunity stepped as well as anything underneath it. Xavier Bale away fast and pushing through too was Mapunga. Reject to the judge the first time and Immunity has shuffled back towards the tail. Plan ahead and Usman Bale went back with it. 300 to go down the back and striking the front. Mapunga reject. Raced away. Put about three lengths on Nikolai Bale up on the inside. Our immunity is trying to get through, but is in a tangle. Ahead of those runners, Xavier Bale, Hilltop Jack for the miners, but turning it's all Mapunga reject. It's on the arm. It has won the final by four lengths. Just made it look easy there, Mitchie. Made it look very easy, yeah. When you get out in front, um, you create your own luck, and the rest behind, they all piled up, and that's what happens, you know. So um, hence why we try and push the listeners on most occasions into dogs that have got early speed, unless that we think um, that they're way too strong for the rest of the field. But in the higher quality races, you can't really get away with coming from behind too often. You need to be out in front or in the first couple because when you know it, um, a whole field of fast dogs, it's pretty hard to manoeuvre from from last. And yeah, Mapunga Reject created its own luck out in front and cracking win. Mapunga Reject is a dog out of a, a line. Barry Smith down in Warnable. He just keeps producing winner after winner after winner. And I tell you what, it uh, it doesn't end. He, he's got pups here, left, right, and centre, and one of the best breeders I've seen in a long, long time. Absolutely. All right, well, what else did you take away from the weekend? Any other big stories that we can uh, discuss as well? Uh, the Meadows on Saturday night was some really good racing. Uh, we'll touch on a couple of races that I've highlighted. Um, one of those was race two on the night, which is a mix six and seven over the 525, 5,280 for the winner. Uh, freakish talent, a greyhound that's had quite a while off for Patrick Newell, uh, located out in Wallen. Now, this dog is one in 30 and 27. It's gone around at $34 on Saturday night. Absolutely given no chance off box one. Um, but I tell you what, it's, yeah, it's had three months off. It's come back as good as ever. It, it won really well, beat Nifty Nanga by half a length. And what a way to, um, yeah, I suppose, bring start the comeback uh, from three months off to win at that sort of price. I hope the trainer had something on because it's not every day you can win at that sort of odds. And yeah, I think this dog's going to get better as, as each run under the belt. So uh, yeah, freakish talent was very good and probably put a lot of people out of the early quaddy in that second leg, unless 
someone's played the field. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. We will um, we will have a listen to a couple of the uh, races from the Meadows on Saturday night. We've got Webleck Blazer. We've got Quara Bale, Eagles Nest Egg, uh, Speared Home in the straight. So we're going to hear from hear that as well. We will talk to Toddy Gray, who, if you remember last Thursday night, as well, Mitch, oh, he was seeing them like beach balls. He was texting me and telling me a couple of them had gotten up. I think three out of yep. the four that he gave us got up. Is that right? Do you remember? No, two, out, two out of the three, I two believe, the three. Uh, and both of them at big odds. At big yeah, odds. Five so, or six dollars and then eight or nine. Because remember, he did push just a couple. He said he, he wanted to go against a couple of favorites. I think there was a hot favorite in one of the races, and he was going against a yep. thirty pop. And our man has just blitzed it. So we're going to speak to him again tonight and hopefully he can give us some more value. Yeah, well, I know he's pretty relieved, Toddy, because I said uh, he came on the lids fly as well Mm -hmm. afterwards and gave uh, those tips again to those that missed out the first time. And I know that Fitz got on both of them, uh, the two winners. And the last one I said to Toddy, if all three win, you need to uh, sing on air for us because he said he's not much of a singer and he's just just been involved in a uh, commercial um, and he said it was the best result for, for him uh, with that last leg running second. He said he got obviously backed at each way. Uh, he had the two winners in the out of the first two tips and yeah, it was probably the best result because it winning would have meant he would be singing to us right now, which well, we both we may not. To. Uh, we might yeah. have to get him to sing. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. We'll no, confirm. you won't be doing that. We will speak to him at some point tonight, though, and obviously we've got Ibrahim to speak to as well. So it's a big, packed show, as it always is on Monday night, Mitch, and we're going to uh, head to a break now. And we will discuss a bit more about the Meadows on Saturday night. John Nonho, Mitch Abaya with you on the Monday night edition of the thrill of the chase. Collingwood's just kicked their eighth goal, 8 11 Brody Majacek just slotting one from a 45 degree angle, a beautiful kick. So eight eleven fifty nine to eight six fifty four, and the D's might, if Collingwood can get the job done here, might be headed for their second loss of the season. We got a big show coming up. It's the thrill of the chase. Don't forget, download the Watchdog app, open a Black Book account, and never miss your favourite greyhounds racing again. More thrill of the chase on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Yeah, you're listening to Monday night's edition of Thrill of the Chase. John Donahoe with you. Mitch Bayer is uh, down the line as well. We're here for the Watchdog app. Don't forget to download it. Open a Black Book account and never miss your favourite Greyhounds racing again. It's three-quarter time. The Ds have a slender lead, 54 to... Sorry, the Pies have a slender lead, 59 to 54 at three-quarter time. A couple of my Ds friends, Mitch, already getting nervous, and I'm thinking, gee, you guys... Have it good being at the top of the ladder with one loss and maybe a second, but still on top of the ladder. Yeah, I know they're um, they're, they're travelling really well at the moment. The D's, yeah, I, I can imagine they'd expect every week to be a win, and when that loss comes, they're going to be absolutely shattered. But then they'll know the feeling of following another side that's sitting a long way down. But uh, now they're going along well. The Pies would be a fairy tale for Bucks to win today, but we'll soon see. Let me say this, and I've had this conversation with one of our great friends in Darren Parkin, who is like me, a long-suffering Saints man, but he's been alive a little bit longer, so he's seen a little bit more. But footy clubs like Carlton, Essendon, you know, other clubs like Melbourne have have an excuse. But when other footy teams say, Oh, it's been so long, you know. Oh, and look for sympathy. Oh, we would just love to be. 
No one knows heartbreak like St Kilda fans, in my opinion. Having lived yeah. it for 27 years, no one knows heartbreak like St Kilda fans because there's never nah, any. Right. There's never any uh, anything over, over the horizon, if that makes sense. There's never well, the, really anything good that you think's going to come. Well, you had a really good final series last year. In then 2010, the, the obviously. Off season, yeah. The off season looked good, mm. and it just has gone. But this yeah, is this is the problem, Mitchie. This is the problem. They they can build you up to a point where. You say, oh, okay, I might be a little bit comfortable. And then they just break your heart again. They just smash your hopes and dreams. But but no, I reckon you're right. Hopefully, hopefully at some point they will just find a way to just turn things around. Everyone They will. Everyone at some point just finds that point where they can turn it around. And I'll never I'll never Got stop on. supporting my footy club, ever. But I just no, am very frustrated at the moment. It's the same on the punt, mate. Uh sometimes you've got to stick fat. You know that the results will come. Mm. Um, and you know, sides can have a bad day, a bad couple of days, a bad, you know, string mm. of games, but, um, you'd like to think that everyone's given a hundred percent down there and mm. yeah, I feel your pain. I, I felt for you and dash <laughs> after the loss the other night mm. and what a way to go down, but we, we put that behind us yes. and we keep pushing on. Absolutely, we do. All right, we got Cranbourne coming up, I think in a couple of yep. minutes. So I'll give you a tip. Do you want to give it. us a tip now and then that way people can get on? Sure can. Um, my tip for this race, number three, Torrenbale at $7. To be honest, I don't like box one and I don't like box eight. They're both 500-metre dogs and I don't think they can lead this race. So I'd be saying back to three each way, Torrenbale. Mm-hmm. And then this could pay anything, but box trifecta and box exacta, two, three, four. Right. $19 pop, $7 pop, and a $13 pop. Right. Okay. So yep. say that again. Box just exactor. just say that again, nice and slow, so I can I can write this down. Yep. So Torrenvale the three each way. Mm. It's seven fifty and two dollars. And then a boxed exactor two three and four. Two three. And then, four. yep. And then play very small for a trifecta two three and four. Okay, so a boxed exacta and a small trifecta, two, three, and four, and then the three each way. This, Mitchie, is covering, it was what we like to call covering a lot of bases, and, and I, I don't mind the strategy here. Yep, and as I've just received a message saying uh, Cranbourne race 11, number seven wins, so someone out there likes value in this race. Uh, one of us hopefully is going to be right, and hopefully it's me. Hmm. Uh, Torren Bale, I reckon it's really well drawn, and... Um, yeah, as I said, I reckon that exacta box them up two, three, and four, and that trifecta just play small. I'm not saying you know go hard. I'm not saying open the shoulders. In saying that, Torren Bale eight dollars into six dollars in the last ten seconds. All right, I like where your head's at. Box exacta two, three, four. Have a small trifecta two, three, and four. Number three each way. That's the way Mitchell Bay is going. Let's head to Cranbourne for race number eleven. Some admirers. And Callum's Capers has been racing well. Is at 8.50 and was a good last start winner here from the same box from box seven for uh, Debbie Selick and the family there. It's uh, a nice each way price of that $8 quote with a bit of a chance. So they're moving in. They are moving in. Matty O says, uh, Matty also off the text says three, two and five at Cranbourne. Let's head back there now. About to go. 
Racing, two pars came out okay. Showing pace there was Whizbang Ellis, though, and it goes to lead from No Margin, who's been heavily backed. Going up to third was Torren Bale, then further back came Brendan Garner, two pars. Wall back was Callum Scapers, but around the corner, Whizbang Ellis did go Whizbang in the middle stages and dashed away. Whizbang Ellis won it by about eight lengths to Torren Bale. Third's a photo uh, between Callum Scapers and Redman Garner, then came two pars. Oh, boil over. Oh. Whizbang Ellis, number four, $15.20. You did say each way. But only a dollar twenty. I can't even play music for that, Mitch. Unfortunately. Mate, what about the boxed exactor three and four? Yeah, you did say that. Mm. Oh yeah, hold it's on. Gonna pay anything? Hold on. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I completely I forgot, and I had it written down, but I had my phone on top of the uh, on top of what I had written down, and I was expecting Mate. obviously the three each way. But you've just gone bang. $15.20 for the winner, Whizbang yep. Alice. Torren Bale $1.20. We're going to we'll have a look at what this pays as well, Mitchie. Yeah, read it out. $124.70. Oh, boy. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. $124.70. Hopefully, any, hopefully someone took that because we did give them time to get on, Mitch. We gave they them would've. plenty of time. There would have been some astute punters out there who follow you in like madmen who would have who would have backed that. Four, three, and six there. Had you got the trifecta in any order, you would have been um, very handsomely rewarded oh, as well. Been laughing. Oh, boy, Mitchie. That is a nice Mate, find. That's a very nice that find. Is, well, it, just put it this way. If you had your box... The three of them up, you would be what is it, uh, six dollars for a hundred percent, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, for every six dollars, four dollars, yep. If you had a hundred percent on that, you'd be a, you'd be very happy. I mean, there's oh. an easy hundred, uh, 124 bucks. Well, our listener, our, our guest who's going to join us shortly, said he took the exactor and he also backed the winner. Geez, oh. so like uh, showing peas, Mitchie. Mr. Karma is absolutely full pockets ahead for when he jumps on the show, so he'll be uh, up and about. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. Give Mitch a bayer some love if you backed that. If you went three each way, you still get some money, just not as much as you were hoping. But if you box exacted three and four, you would have been very handsomely rewarded. Tell us on the text oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. Collingwood's just kicked another goal. So nine twelve sixty six plays eight six fifty four. Mitch Magic, here we go. Mitch Magic, you are a genius. Unfortunately, I didn't take that exacta. Oh, hey, Dino in Bandura took that exacta, hundred and sixty six percent. Oh, yeah, you take it, Dean. Well done. Yeah, that you'd is, be happy with that. That is fantastic stuff. Uh, all right, Mitch, we um, we should straighten back up. We've got the news in a couple of minutes. Then we're going to go to Ibrahim. Do you want to have a look at Ballarat? We've got four minutes to Ballarat. Race number seven. Just have a look at the, at the field. See if we can get an early tip out there, as we like to, just in case. Because, you know, on the app, sometimes it's a little bit delayed. So we don't want to, any lag between our tips here. So have a look at Ballarat race seven and let us know what you've got. Yeah, this is this is a real tough race, this one. Form-wise, uh, they're all pretty scattered. Not a lot of early speed, to be honest. I'm probably leaning towards the six, Lock and Var Rubble, just based on it's probably the only dog in there with 
quite a decent amount of early toe, so I'd be probably playing that way. Number six, Lock and Var Rubble. I'm just mm. looking at the odds here now. $2.80. It is your two dollars. It is your two dollar eighty favorite. Mm. And to be honest, it probably deserves to be. There's not a stack in this race that I reckon can match it early. And um, yeah, I reckon it's probably pretty good value at two sixty. Absolutely. Um, oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. I reckon I would suggest to our listeners out there jump on because I think he's about to find a hot hand, our man. He's gone the six, Lockenbar rubble at Ballarat in three minutes time. Mitch, what we'll do is we'll take a break now. We'll go to the news, sorry. We'll come back. We'll talk to Ibrahim, but we'll also cheer home this at Ballarat in two minutes. John Donahoe, Mitch Abaya with you for the Watchdog app. Open a Black Book account and never miss your favorite Greyhounds racing again. Stay with us. SEN Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Yeah, you are listening to The Thrill of the Chase. John Donahoe with you. Mitch Abaya also on the line. We're going to get to a special guest in a moment, Mitch, and hopefully he's happy to hold on the line just through this Ballarat race, which is about 40 seconds away from getting underway. A couple off the text line, 0499 736 736. Daniel, boys, the next at Ballarat is the worst race ever, he says, Mitch. <laughs> oh, yeah, well... <laughs> I've seen I've seen some pretty bad ones, mm-hmm. but um, I wouldn't say the form line on the race is superb. Mm. But you know what? There's still going to be a winner. Absolutely, there does. Someone has to win. Uh, also, Maddie says four at ba- four at Ballarat, so he's tipping a little bit of an upset here. He likes uh, one at good odds. Spring roll. Spring roll. Yeah, $15. yeah, good odds. I think we're around the ten dollar mark. Yeah, mm. I just they're back this lock and bar rubble in a bit more here, two sixty into two forty. It's probably the standout dog in the race. And I tell you what, if it doesn't win, mm. then there's gonna be some value to be had. So we will get to Ibrahim Karma in a moment. We're gonna to talk to Toddy Gray after the next break for Greyhound Racing SA. No one runs the dogs like South Australia. So plenty still to get through, Mitch. But Ballarat, your tip was number six. Let's head there now. Drawn in six, Lock and Var Rubble as they move in. Ahead of one, they're all in and set to go. Green lights on. Locked and loaded away now. Set to go. Ready. Racing. Slow fab motto, so was Premier Slice and going out hard, Begonia Bay leads early, Jailer Strike, Aston Remy then fab motto, Lock and Var Rubble getting back to the fence and running on strongly now followed by Papa Panda, Spring Roll and Premier Slice, on the corner Begonia Bay leads, Lock and Var Rubble hustling up behind it, Aston Remy and fab motto, they turn, Begonia Bay in front, Lock and Var Rubble got out wide Aston Remy runs on but Begonia Bay shot clear, Jailer Strike Oh, Mitchy, 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 Mitchy shattering Absolutely, just it off. It it railed up nicely. I thought it was in a very good position to maybe get through on the rail and just yeah, wandered off the track. Begonia Bale, ten dollars thirty. Number three gets the job done from number seven, Jailer Strike, and number one, Fab Motto. Unfortunate there, Mitchy. Yeah, it happens. And I tell you what, this bloke Heath McAdam can he train? He's he's had a few dogs that he's bought off mm. uh, certain trainers, and he improves them. He he really gets them going good. And he had another one called Jaybird, who I remember. Um, was sold and he purchased it and he yep. ended up winning races in town with it. So he obviously does a fair job with his dogs and yeah, hopefully he had a slice of the $10. Absolutely. All right, let's get to our special guest on the Monday edition of Thrill of the Chase. Ibrahim Karma joins us to chat about his greyhound, Matsumi, winning on Saturday night. It was his first city win as a trainer and he joins us now. Ibrahim, welcome to Thrill of the Chase. Boys, how are you? Going well. We've got Mitch Bay here for you. Uh, Mitchie, take it away. 
G'day, mate. Uh, congratulations on Saturday night. Uh, fantastic training performance, and I'm sure you're uh, still on cloud nine after that. Just tell us the feeling of winning not only just a race, but a city race, and uh, how important that uh, and how much it means to you. Oh, mate, it means a lot to me. I appreciate the support. Um, to be honest, when I started training, I thought, look, a race um, I could win anywhere would be good, and and I did that. Um, and then I thought, geez, I go, what's the next step? You know, something in town would be pretty good. And I thought, look, I've got, you know, when you go into town, you get some fairly handy dogs. And I thought, all right, um, you know, the boy I got, he's going well enough. And then when he drew box two, he actually, um, he drew box two there three starts ago, and he uh, come a come across a very handy dog called Destruction. Um, Yep. And it's gone 29.30s out at Sandown. And he was around 12 lengths off it down the back. And he ended up finding the rail. And he absolutely flew home into second. He only lost by about four lengths or something. And, and I thought, oh, Jesus. I didn't think he was that strong. But he finished the race off pretty well. So when he drew box two in that field on Saturday, I was I was a little bit confident. Still nervous. But um, yeah, approaching the 600 boxes when he started to really um, pick up momentum. Uh, I won't lie. I was screaming at you behind the box. Um but look, it's, it's always it's always a good feeling, and the owners um, they're lovely people as well, and they actually missed the race, so they uh, they fell asleep oh. and missed the race. So I called them um, after the race, and I was uh, I emptied the dog, and they said, "Oh, hey, Cooter, how'd he go?" I said, "Yeah, he won," and I don't think they went back to sleep after that. Yeah, they probably watched the replay just as many times as you have since, and. Um... The, the feeling of winning a race uh, as an owner or as a trainer, it, it's awesome. And to obviously win on the biggest stage uh, in town, it, when you've gone around at $3.80, I'm sure you were feeling a little bit of pressure. But uh, I tell you what, you've done a fantastic job with this dog. I'm just looking back through his form. I think you told me you've had him, say, four months. Is that right? Yeah, about four months, Mitch. Yeah, he was racing in Perth. And um, and Anthony has a part. He's actually very, very good friends with the owner. And I get along real good with Anthony, and as you know, and... He looks after me, um, yep. and I always turn to him for, uh, for advice. He's been a huge mentor, and he actually said, uh, he rang me, and he said, oh, look, do you want a dog? It's it's okay, you know, um, it'll be good for you to learn with and start off uh, your training career with. I said, yeah, no problem, and I took the dog, and um, he, look, his, his Perth form wasn't too crash hot, to be honest. Like, he won nine yep. races there, but he, he wasn't really running any quick time or anything like that, and he was, he was just straight, like, he was barely running out the 400 metres over there. And um, and then, yeah, so I got him here and gave him a few trials. And, you know, it sort of took him a little bit of time to settle in. And I just, I upped his um, fitness work and he just got stronger and stronger. And he's only two and a half. So he, I think he ran home in around 12.11 or 12.12 at the Meadows. Yeah, yeah, that's right, 12.17, which is, um, look, which is not a bad run home over the 5.25. He did power to the line well. So maybe a couple of more of them and, with a little bit more age, Mitch, he might look. He might he might run the six hundred, so uh, it won't hurt to try him over it. No, exactly, and that's what I was going to say. I just looked through his form, and it looked like he was uh, struggling to get that four ninety at Mandura. Um, he led and got mowed down a couple of times, but geez, he's running out strong the other day. So yeah, credit to you, um, and obviously the support from Anthony as well. And just tell us, uh, being a part of an industry like we're in. Um, and we've been fortunate enough to keep going through the time as we're going um, with racing. Um, how long have you been in the game? How, obviously, how much do you enjoy the training side of it opposed to owning dogs as well? And um, wh- where do you think uh, you can end up? Oh, well, Mitch, I've, I've owned them for, for about six or seven years now. Um, 
Look, I haven't had any rockets. I, I did have a fairly fairly fast sprinter um, due to Bernie. He was only a short course dog. And then I had a yep. handy five, 500, which as well. She actually ran second in a Melbourne Cup prelude to Western Envoy. Um, okay. So she was a pretty handy, yeah, she was a pretty handy bitch herself. But I always used to get excited. But um, I thought, you know, I'll give training a crack. And uh, like, to be honest with you, it's, I've only got the two dogs and I, I look forward to it, you know, it, more than anything. Like I I work full time and um, usually people hate waking up at six in the morning, but I actually enjoy it because I get to make their, their breakfast seeds up, feed them, brush them, empty them and, and even after work, you know, the drive home's pretty exciting too and I enjoy making their dinners up and seeing them happy and wagging in their tail when they see me and like I, I, I love driving around, you know, so I don't mind driving an hour and after Ballarat or Shepparton or, you know, drive down Anthony's and uh, get them checked and work them up there. And, no, look, mate, I I really enjoy it. And, look, hopefully in the next, you know, year or so I can, um, you know, get about four four in training. And then, um, you know, obviously I'm still learning. So the more I learn, the more experience I get. Um, It's all trial and error. Um, So the more experience I get, hopefully, you know, eventually down the track I do want to end up having my own property where, you know, I'll have around 15 or 20 of... uh, 20 of my own dogs that I train. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the goal. Yep. But that's that's still a few years away yet. Yeah, no. Well, it's all about uh, learning, and you know, you're learning from one of the best in Anthony. And uh, I think when you start at your training career, you, you learn different things along the way, things to do right, things you've done wrong, things you can improve on. And I tell you, you've got a nice puppy to work on, uh, Matsumi. He's obviously won a race in town now. Uh, you know you can go back there at any time. But the one thing that I've got to give you credit for, which a lot of people don't um, aren't brave enough to do, is once you go to town, uh, well, once you have a dog of this sort of calibre that runs around uh, Geelong, your Ballarat, to go to town and you've been there, race against destruction, yeah, you might have lost by six lengths, but you went back there and you had another crack because a lot of people can shy away from it. So, um, yeah, credit to go uh, go back, win the city race, uh, I'm sure the owners will be absolutely stoked. And you know what? You've built a relationship there. You'll probably get uh, a few more dogs off them down the track. And who knows where this uh, training of yours can go. It's it's an industry that is addictive. <laughs> Don't uh, get me wrong. I've, I've owned do- I own dogs and you just want to keep adding. But uh, just keep taking it slow and learning from the best and uh, you'll go a long, long way. Oh, I definitely will do, mate. And look, I've, uh, look, there are some trainers that start off that aren't as fortunate as me. Um, you know, and I'm not. I'm not sure to admit it. Like I've, I've, I've turned on. A, like I've turned to a lot of people for advice. You know, I'm Johnny Barbara, Anthony. You know, my best mate Daniel, my mate Neil, Paula Beeler, Daryl Thomas, another trainer in Sydney, Bradley Barnes, another trainer yep. in Sydney, uh, Mick Zammett in Queensland. Like I'm just fortunate enough to know these sort of trainers that can, um, you know, that like they are some of the best trainers in the country, and they've won a lot of group races and a lot of big races and. Um, if I do get stuck, then, you know, their, their phone's always on for me to call and um, I'm all ears once once that happens. But, look, I appreciate the support from everyone and, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how we go. No, that's it, mate. No, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Good luck going forward. I know you'll be absolutely um, over the moon with the way the dog went the other night. Yeah, continue racking up the winners and uh, keep being yourself and learning from others and I'm sure we'll be uh, hearing your name plenty more in the industry. Appreciate it, Mitch. Thanks, boys. Ibrahim Karma joining us there. Ibrahim, we really appreciate you giving up some of your time. Bright future ahead for Matsumi. Very quickly, Mitch, we're going to have to miss this race, but why don't you give a tip for it? Because uh, we do have to get to a break and get to Toddy Gray as well. Why don't you give us a tip for race 12 at Cranbourne? Yeah, I'm just pulling the form up now. Um, 
Oh, I've got it. Sorry. Um, yeah, this is it, it's a trickiest race. I think that the the five Helena's Gem should be able to lead them up here, and um, the main danger in the field is the red. So five to beat the one. Five to beat the one is the tip there for Mitch Abayo. We have got to get to a break, and we'll come back with the result of that. Toddy Gray, who just lit him up last Thursday night, is going to join us on the other side of this. Don't forget to download the Watchdog app, open the Black Book account, never miss your favourite Greyhounds racing again. Mitch, you told people to do it last week. I hope they have, because there's plenty of good Greyhounds out there. More from Mitch Abayo and John Donahoe on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Yeah, welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Very quickly, the footy, the D's have just got one back. 9862 to 101474. So the Pies lead with three and a half minutes to go. Nathan Buckley's final game as coach. All right, Mitchie. Hey, this man we spoke to last Thursday night, and there was a couple of races I looked at, and there was a dollar thirty pop in them, and I thought, oh, what's he on about? He's just, you know, he's just trying to dupe the listeners into losing their money. But no, this man knows a hell of a lot more than I do and about the same as you do because you guys are two of the best tipsters in the world when it comes to greyhounds. And he nearly hit a 200-to-1 multi. And I do, of course, speak about our man. And he's uh, he's exclusively our man. I mean, you guys tried to steal him on the lids fly, but he's exclusively thrill of the chasers, man. Toddy Gray, <laughs> greyhound racing South Australia. No one runs the dogs like South Australia. Toddy, last Thursday night was amazing. Oh, wasn't it, Jess, lads? I'll tell you what, ever since last Thursday, my back's been pretty sore, lads, because I've just been patting myself on it nonstop. <laughs> I, Mitch, Mitch says that you uh, that he and, and Miles Fitzner backed a few of uh, few of the winners on Thursday night's show as well because you doubled down on, uh, on the lids fly. So you would have been happy that plenty of people would have heard it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and truth be told, even though the last one got rolled, it actually ran a new PB. So it's kind of hard to be disappointed. But the uh, yep, we started off with an $8 pot, which went, it's just, you know what, it's just beautiful when a race just goes exactly according to plan. That's just sensational. Yeah, it stayed out wide and ran them down in the straight. Um, the second one lobbed second to the dog we thought it would and ran them down at about 7 bucks. And the last one went straight <laughs> to the front, got a few in front. But when the $1.70 pot got a clear run the second... Kind of had a little bit of a sick yeah. feeling in the gut. And then when they crossed the line and panned back to the semaphore board and I saw the time, <laughs> which is that, ah, oh, well, fair, fair call. You know, you've run a PB. You can't do much more than that. You've got to show, got to show people there's a small chink in the armour. So <laughs> two, I would say 2.75 out of three, I'll take that every day of the week. Not bad. All right. Well, And I'm... you don't have to sing. Yeah, you don't Yeah, exactly. It was probably the best, actually the best, one of the best results for everyone all around, I dare say. Especially the <laughs> all right. Hey, well, why don't you uh, indulge our listeners? We've got a big card tonight. What are you thinking? Some best bets for us and maybe some at value as well, because I reckon they're all ears now and they've got their pens, pencils and crayons ready. Yeah, well, um, Thursday night we had three kind of value bets. Tonight I've kind of got three best bets, so... Um, yeah, not, not a heap of value around. There was about one of these last night, but it's uh, well and truly gone, but I still think it's nice odds. So three in total tonight, lads, and we'll go from pretty much the one I'm probably least keen about to the one I'm the most keen about. So probably the first of the three, uh, what I think of morals tonight, is race nine, number eight, Toby West. Uh, around about the $3.40 mark, this bloke at the moment. Um, he's beautifully boxed. He's absolutely ideal. I think it's going to be a big, big night for the wide runners tonight. Uh, he's a he's a big kind of cumbersome bloke, this dog, but he's got a nice stride about him. 455 is going to suit him to a T. He was born and raised at Murray Bridge. He knows the track like the back of his paw. And honestly, he's got to stay out of trouble out there. He will storm home late. I think he might even beat a couple out from this draw. There's not a heap of early pace in it. 
He's big, he's strong, and I think tonight he wins. So he's the first He's the first one at around about the 5-2 in the old. All right, hey, race. Donners, can I just, can yeah, I just quickly jump in, Donners? Sorry, go. Uh, go for tip it. at Ballarat. There's 40, ah, yes. 45 seconds till Ballarat. The Red Lawson Drive. Get on. Good man. Number one, Ballarat race number eight. Currently around $2.40, $3 on the U-Tab if you're up there in Queensland as well. All right, so Murray Bridge race nine, number eight was your first. What about the second bet for us, Toddy? Uh, my, my second best for tonight is race three, number seven, Billman's Burglar. Uh, I've been a big fan of this bloke since he started. Unfortunately, you'll see he's about two and three-quarter years old, and he's only had about 20-something starts. He's had a few minor injuries in his time, but he's racing really soundly at the moment. Neil Mann is a very savvy trainer, a little bit underrated, only ever has a couple of dogs, but he's got a dog called Forsaken, which has been flying over here. He's a very underrated trainer. This bloke's beautifully drawn again. He loves to get out wide. And he is racing 100% sound at the moment. And when he's 100%, he is a very, very handy dog. Um, I'm surprised he's not favourite here, to be honest. Um, I reckon he's. I reckon he's still about a dollar over what he should be. Look, the five dog's the best dog in the race, but ooh, it no guarantee to lead here, and that's where it does its best. I reckon we can lob second or third to it. His best section's his last. So it's three dollars forty. Yeah, he's. I reckon he should be favourite here, and he's going to go very close. Nice, Toddy. Hey, uh, just an update. Nathan Buckley's last game as Collingwood coach. It ends in victory, 74-63. to 63. So he hands the reins now over to, uh, to Robert Harvey. It begs the question why they couldn't play that well for the entire season leading up to this point. But there'll be plenty of talk about that later on. Okay, uh, so that was race three, number seven, Toddy, as uh, we just head to Ballarat very quickly. Our girl Bailey swept on the early lead as Emily Otis goes around the outer to second. Lawson Drive punching up on the rail and they're followed by Mahogany Queen and Stan's Hope. And they've got right away now to Daisy Hillad and Chillad Webby off the back. Our girl Bailey by two to Lawson Drive and Emily Otis a length away. Four back to Mahogany Queen, they turn. Our girl Bailey in front, Emily Otis going up in the centre. Lawson Drive out in the middle. Emily Otis goes to our girl Bailey. Emily Otis, our girl Bailey. It might be Oh, Mitchie, it had every chance Bailey. to storm down the outside. Jeez, Just didn't it? Hold up. All right, hey, we've got, uh, we're running very short on time. Uh, what was your final tip there for us at Murray Bridge, please, Toddy? Easy. Last one, lads. It was the first dog back last night. Race 12, number eight, Pyrotechnic. Um, look, win, lose, or draw. Uh, the bookies made a mistake at this price. It went up eight. It went up seven dollars. Sorry, last night. Um, it shouldn't have been those odds. It should be. I don't think it should still be the four forty. It is now. Uh, the best box dog of the night. Absolutely. Then a Thor's box eight. Likes this track. He jumps well. He's strong. He's just a good. What I call a good bread and butter dog. He's got a perfect section everywhere where he is. I've been a big fan of him since he started. If the two leads this, which is your favourite, we can still run that down. Um, I still think he's massive. You can get black figures, go each way, because if he doesn't win, I can't see how he's going to miss second place for mine. He's the one I'm most keen about tonight, but it's all the way in the last, so get the old international roast on the boil. Toddy, we always appreciate you joining us. Those tips again, race nine, number eight, race three, number seven, and race 12, number eight. Thank you again, mate, and we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good to me. Have a good one, boys. Good on you. Toddy Gray there joining See you, us Toddy. for Greyhound Racing South Australia. No one runs the dogs like South Australia. All right, we've got about a minute, Mitch, if you've got some tips for us. Yep, sure do. All right, three best bets. Well, three bets tonight at Shepparton. Race seven, number two, Mr. Frank. Each way, $8.50, $1.95. The next one is in race eight, and that is number four, Hatters Lane, the win, $2.50. And the last of those is race 11, number two, Katie Penny. 
And that is an each way play of $6.50 and $1.90. Those will go up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Those again, race race seven, number two, Mr. Frank. Race eight, number four, Hatters Lane. And race 11, number two, Katie Penny at Shepparton. Good man, Mitchie. Uh, a superstar, as always. Thank you for that. We'll do it again uh, very, very shortly. And I think you'll be back with Miles on Wednesday. Sounds good, mate. Yeah, really good. And uh, hopefully if you listeners back, a few winners. Good on you. Mitchie Bayer there joining us as he does. Each and every Monday, John Donahoe's my name. Signing off for another day. Don't forget, Bonner's back in the morning. Cam Luke, no Cam Luke, I should say. I'll be back with Brownie and Sammy Highland. Going to join us from Brisbane as well for another big day of racing. That's all we've got time for. That's been Thriller the Chase. All thanks to the Watchdog app. Download the app, open a Black Book account, and never miss your favourite Greyhounds racing again. Bye for now, everyone. Enjoy your Monday night. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.